How do you do, fellow kids? Peony here. This episode, we are talking about Marvel, in particular the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but we also talk a little bit about comic book history of certain characters, and there's just so much history that you can't not technically spoil something. We really only talk about like Civil War in the comics and Infinity Wars, which has been out for a while, and they're not huge spoilers, but just same. Please don't get mad at us for things that have been known for a while by the time of this recording. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. Last time on Generation Fangirl. So much black leather. They, like, no, listen, Wolverine, yellow and blue, that's outrageous. Loki in the, in the comics is such a funny villain. Like, Loki mm-hmm. does not give a fuck. With Winter Soldier and also with Captain America, we got superhero movies kind of as a period piece. We need to watch this because they're making an Avengers movie. We either die as Spider-Man or we see we live long enough to see ourselves become Tony Stark, become the dads. Phase two ended with Age of Ultron, right? Mm-hmm. And then kind of led into phase three, which we have just finished Civil, with Infinity War. Yeah, so phase three started 2016 with Civil War mm-hmm. and a which few other I, things. Which I consider an Avengers movie, even though it's technically a Captain America movie. But Oh no, that was an Avengers movie. They, they threw in so many people. Um, well, that's what I was excited for because I remember the Civil War storyline in the comics. It was super interesting. And I feel like if anybody is wanting to get into Marvel Comics. That is a great one to start. I I kind of disagree. I think I think it might be a little too much. There are a lot of players in the Civil War. Uh, I guess if, if you pick and choose which... Um, well, I guess if you want like a summer project. Start with, but I guess so. I, I've been currently um, reading uh, some Black Panther stuff circa Civil War. That's when he gets married to Storm, the X-Men. And it's very complicated because a lot there are a lot of in the marvel comics universe the x-men are way more involved in the avengers plot lines obviously than mcu because they are not in the mcu at all but Mm -hmm. i find it kind of too confusing at times which is why i think it was probably smart or maybe not smart but fortuitous that uh the mcu didn't acquire the x-men until recently so they weren't super muddled and too complex to start off with but, yeah. but that being said, I, I don't I don't know the Civil War comics, so maybe they are a good place to start. I certainly want to like get into them. So if you have recommendations, please tell oh, me. Oh yeah. Um I mean it's just it's just an interesting concept, I think. And I think it kinda is from what I remember, it's roughly the same uh situation as in the movie. It pretty much is just like a you know, a question of should we should there be no more secret identities like should mm-hmm. superheroes be registered and all of this stuff and it's mm-hmm. it's definitely a clash between two different ideas and it's like you can sympathize with each with both but you also can be like well i understand where you're coming from but i feel like we should or we shouldn't and it's just like it's kind of awkward because it's a, it's a difficult subject to there isn't a clear yes or no right or wrong answer. And so it just gets into that. And like, again, there with my boy, Peter, 
there's a really great scene where he review he takes off his mask in front of a like a news conference and then like Jay Jonah Jameson is watching and he just like faints <laughs> like he just like falls off his chair and it's amazing I love that and yeah but it's just it's just kind of interesting because like um like I love Steve Rogers he just it kind of is a as a good instance of I mean, I don't really have I don't really have a stance which side I would be on because it's again kind of complicated. But you did get to see a lot of his like he gets very stubborn about it, yes. and he gets very kind of old man yells at cloud about things, <laughs> and it's just like yeah, you know it 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 makes it very clear that yes he is from a different time, so it it kind really- of enjoys yeah. seeing that like seeing captain america become more complicated in, in mm-hmm. the mcu that they they make his character a little more um complex uh he's also just fighting with so much one of the most interesting things about him in i don't i'm not familiar with his comics so much but um in the mcu is that he is time displaced he is suffering from like the trauma of having lost like his mm-hmm. great love his best friends his other great love um and all this stuff and then having like seeing his friend again in in uh winter soldier i liked how civil war immediately played off of that but it also played off of the age of ultron um uh sarkovia accords which is what they keep referencing throughout the movies um that being said i also think it paints uh tony stark in a very interesting light because what i i actually really enjoyed the civil war movie i think it's very fun i think it, oh it's fantastic it i loved it know what it wants to do yeah a lot of people are don't like it that much but um i know I but i was like it. really because i knew that w- once i heard that they were doing an avengers movie i was like oh my god they're doing a civil war movie mm-hmm. yeah but and and what they um what they do with tony stark i really like because for me, I'm 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 Team Cap. I think uh, in terms of the MCU and these movies, but yeah, I'd sort of lean toward that that yeah. too. But I also am like I understand where he's coming from, oh, but sure. like I feel like that's just not gonna it's gonna and, cause. I don't and a know. lot of it is because we get so sympathetic towards Bucky because we have seen who he is, and it's just not fair that he was brainwashed and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So we understand that him versus like Bucky versus Winter Soldier. But about Tony Stark is that he is really complex and i really uh, robert Downey jr has totally embodied this character but oh, yeah. to see him um arguing with captain america um there's this one scene where they're talking about like captain america says something like we were not like we're not really friends we're um like teammates but we were never like friends and tony yeah. has is so hurt and he says something like like we were to me or something like that because it's so interesting because in tony stark's eyes captain america is his best friend um, which is also very complex because he always he grew up resenting Captain because his dad like loved Cap and had this relationship with him. So he grew up hearing about the marvelous, marvelous, the marvelous uh, mm-hmm. Captain America and how wonderful he was. So when he meets him uh, and is disappointed by him, he's just so stubborn in that. But in the end of it, he doesn't have a lot of friends. He pushes everyone away. He's really stubborn mm-hmm. and prickly and like kind of a dick. So for him to consider Captain America his best friend when Captain would not consider him uh, like a top tier friend, like that's heartbreaking and really interesting yeah. for his character. Yeah, because I remember that I don't. It's near the the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I remember that there was still like an hour left, but I thought that it was the end of the movie. Is the big like confront? 
confronting fight the, between those two. The and like, the, hang on, the are you talking about the fight in the Seven Eleven parking lot? <laughs> like, no, 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 no. It's like in like an abandoned like oh, building okay. or something. But yeah. I mean, they're really going. Like he's you know oh, oh, punching his little just, his little reactor thing and stuff. And just just cap and Tony. Yeah. yeah, because well, okay, so. I'm gonna put a thing at the beginning of this episode that it's very spoilery. Yes, and I was. I was I'm actually thinking about to, that too. I just want to give me one second. I just want to make sure because in the comics, I don't remember if it's technically in the Civil War storyline or directly related to it or something. But Captain America gets assassinated, like he by a sniper, mm-hmm. and so. I went into oh, this movie expecting him to die because that's like yeah. that's like a thing that happens in Civil War is that he gets killed. So I was very stressed out in that very scene. I was like, no, don't. don't Can kill I put him. a brief pause on this and yes. and, th- and consider like ah uh, ah? Uh, I remember those times when we were anticipating Civil War. Oh no, someone might die, and then fast forward like what four years to Infinity War, and we're like, oh man, we've heard some people might die. I have all these theories. Post Infinity War, we're just like hollow shells of people, very stressed out about everything. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> Spoilers. I never saw it because I was what? spoiled. Oh, the, I no, about that. no, I, I, I was no, I was spoiled. I was yeah. spoiled the Monday after it came out mm-hmm. at work. They spoiled it for me. I'm so sorry. And I was like, I'm not going to pay money to see that happen in front of my own face. <laughs> Because like oh, it's it it wasn't directly spoiled, but I knew that something happened to Peter. I was told to wear waterproof mascara, <laughs> and then oh, I saw God. that, and then I saw the "I don't feel so good" memes, and I was like, "God, I know." I was actually very upset about those memes. I'm like, guys, well, first of all, too soon, but also it's like this. Okay, okay, are we gonna go like, into the movie? Has been out for like segue into Okay, because I have a lot of feelings about this movie. I I really loved it. I know a lot of people feel um, it's either like you, you really liked it or or you didn't. It's it's complicated. But mm-hmm. I loved Infinity War. I saw it alone. So after I saw it, I saw a midnight showing on a Saturday, and mm-hmm. it was absolutely packed. I sat like next to strangers. It was a ve- it was a very cool experience to just like not know what to expect going into it but having theories and then seeing all of it unfold um and then afterwards i remember just like walking out and i was like i i just got out of this i need a hug i'm absolutely gobsmacked and what was very cool is the whole um the thanos demands your silence kind of thing that came out with the russo brothers who directed it they released a statement before the movie that hey like lots of stuff happens in this movie hashtag Thanos demands your silence like keep it quiet keep it under wraps don't spread spoilers around I went to an Alamo draft house and saw it and they had signs outside the movie um outside the theater so once you walked out the little signs had something that said like Thanos demands your silence like be respectful of other people and try and like like keep the spoilers like contained because um spoilers uh like half the cast dies but we just to 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 have this movie come out and to experience this whole like cone of of spoiler free silence at least for the for the first like two days that it was out you said you were spoiled on the monday i knew once it came out i would not be able to stay spoiler free so i had to like find it and see it that weekend uh but it's just it's very cool because there is such a 
pop culture sphere around the MCU, it's so formative for a lot of people and also just like carries a lot of weight. I just think it's very cool to be like be a part of this. And I think um, it's similar to, I, I don't know, I think um, Star Wars may be um, kind of a similar feeling as when those movies were first coming out. I, mm-hmm. I was, I'm too young for that, but I, I do love Star Wars, but I was too young to experience that when it was um, kind of coming out. But I just like, it's very cool. And I love being a part of something, like feeling like seeing these movies, you're part of a larger like pop culture that's also like pretty prevalent. It's not just like reading comics and getting excited with it's comics. It's shared experiences. Yeah. And this is this is a large pop culture phenomenon. Um, normies like it too. It's kind of like that whole thing. I do have a funny story about Infinity War spoilers. Go for it. It's about Tom Holland. He was... I don't know where it was. I think maybe LA probably he came to a screening Mm -hmm. or I don't know what the event was, but it was a movie theater where people were coming to see it. And he showed up and he said, Hey guys, I'm alive. (laughs) Except no one told him that they hadn't seen the movie yet. Oh my God. So he spoiled the entire audience. I was like, Oh, you precious. This is, this is such a, See, I love Tom Holland because he 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 just like like every he 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 is Spider Man. He's very he's very relatable to Peter Parker, just like how Robert Downey Jr. is is related to relatable with like Tony Stark. I just I love that. It's very I cool know. when the lines are kind of like blurred. It's, it's fascinating. <laughs> that's hilarious. Anyway, that's um, my story. Um, uh, I did I want to talk about okay, about, um, about Infinity War. Uh, no, just, okay, well, I yes, guess, okay. like, phase three, because... Yes, um, I want to I wanna back up and talk about phase three, because I... I, um, like I would like to talk... Thing. I would like to talk about Deadpool. Okay, all right. That was a movie that I was super excited for, and then it was better than I could have oh, ever expected. I thought you were... Oh, I thought no, you were no, 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 no. Like it, and I was no. like, oh, Deadpool is great. <laughs> no, no, okay, let me, let me set up the situation in which I watched it. So Deadpool came out. This is the first one. It came out on Valentine's Day weekend. (laughs) I forgot about that. Our mutual friend, we have a mutual friend whose birthday is the day before Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. So she said, I want to get drunk and I want to go see Deadpool. And I was like, done. So that's what we did for her birthday. What a beautiful way to see Deadpool. (laughs) And so we went to um studio movie girl it you know it wasn't the draft house but it still was one of those theaters where you have food served and it's not just like seats all next to each other Mm -hmm. so we saw it and we were with the best audience like even in the beginning credits where it's like starring some asshole (laughs) produced by that dickhead like the guy in front of me fell out of his seat he was laughing so hard and i was like my cg like a cg character i was like my people a gratuitous cameo (laughs) and it just it was it was amazing because they it just it didn't care it was it was so wonderful too because it was definitely it went above and beyond when it comes to making fun of the superhero movie because of all the fourth wall stuff that Deadpool is known for, like just straight up talking about Hugh Jackman and everything. Every (laughs) note in that first movie, I I think maybe, I, maybe they went like went a little overboard some places. I don't know, but 
every note it just like played so well with Deadpool I I am complicated about his character because I haven't really seen a rendition of him in comics that I like yet I, I've been working my way through them and I don't love a lot of Deadpool cosplayers it's definitely hit or miss but this yeah. movie was just like and, and the way that that Ryan Reynolds talks about Deadpool you just know like Deadpool would just like hate on all those fuckers who just like are assholes as Deadpool because Deadpool like is irreverent but he's also like like he would be respectful I don't I just okay I don't know, really know what I'm trying to say but I'm just like I really like Deadpool <laughs> oh, Deadpool's great it's just unfortunately I feel like it's the same with um the Joker there's yeah, a, the, lot the of, a lot of a lot of a lot of I'll just go ahead and say douchey terrible dudes just identify with Deadpool and they're like mm-hmm. ha ha oh, Deadpool and like kind of ruins it and well, i'm just they like use it as an excuse to like yeah they use it as it but, but that's when not it comes the point to, of deadpool <laughs> yeah when it comes to when it comes to deadpool cosplayers like yeah there are a lot of really terrible uh deadpool cosplayers that try to get away with it because it's like oh i'm deadpool so i'm gonna be a pervert and i'm gonna whatever but guys. the ones that i've met and i know that there are so many others out there are the most the nicest most respectful cosplayers that i've ever met like, because I think they think that people will assume that they'll act like a jerk. But, like, Deadpool's not really that much of a jerk. Like, I, yeah. I know of Deadpool cosplayers that, like, I, I've heard of other cosplayers that they found a Deadpool cosplayer and the Deadpool wanted to take a picture with them. And they would ask, like, oh, can I put my hand on your shoulder? Or do you want me to do the hover hand? Or, you know, yeah. like, what do you, they would ask. And it's like, and they were just like, oh, my gosh, like, I love Deadpool now. Yeah, because, like, <laughs> Deadpool would respect people's boundaries I, I just I have a soft spot for him even though he's like ridiculous and a jerk I don't know he's got that he's got that gap moe but anyway <laughs> hey guys thank you so much for listening to this episode of generation fangirl just another reminder to please give a thumbs up or a like or a vote or whatever it is to whichever platform you're using to listen to this episode. We are on so many platforms that I can't even remember all of them. And this just helps with visibility. This doesn't give us money or anything. This just helps people find our podcast. Because as I stated in previous episodes, I couldn't really find many podcasts that were about geeky topics that were run by women. There are a few, but... I kind of wanted there to be more, so it took some digging to find some, and this really helps people find our platform, and so we can get conversations started and just build a community and all that super fun stuff. If you would like to contact us, we are on Twitter at GenFangirlPod, and you can also use the hashtag GenFGPod. And that way you can comment on things that we've said in the episode. We can start conversations with us. You can, you know, give us ideas for new episodes, all that fun stuff. And if you'd prefer to email us, we do have a Gmail at generationfangirlpod at gmail. Thanks so much. Bye. So another thing I wanted to talk about real quick in 2017, which I also did not see because I knew that it was going to be very emotionally. Have you still not seen it? 
No. I mean, I know how it ends. Again, I got spoiled. I know. I, like, no, regardless, we have to watch it. Okay. The listeners but out there, here, what we're talking about is Logan. I love And here's movie. here's here's the stupid thing. One, I didn't know for like the first month that it was a Wolverine movie. I was like, what was, it, what was this movie? Oh, oh, oh. And then two, I didn't know for like another month that freaking X-23 was in it. Like little 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 Laura baby, I didn't know. I was like, I was like, what? I was, and then once I actually like read up on it, because everyone was telling me that it's like super sad and everything. I was like, oh man, okay. But like as I was reading up on it, I was like, this this is very like Last of Us looking. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Like, grumpy, I, grumpy old man with a tiny child to mm-hmm. save everybody, and I was I, just like, um, whoa. I saw it, and then I saw it again with my dad, and I convinced him to go see it with me by saying. It's a father-daughter movie. Oh, no. You know, you know what? It is. I, it really I, is. I want to save uh, Logan Talk for our X-Men um, yeah. episode. However... Um, but I did just want to bring it up because I feel like it definitely... It technically is a superhero movie, but yeah. it was much more of a of a, a drama, really. That's uh, that's the point I wanted to make, too. It, it really... Um, it's like a... It has this, like, Western road trip genre feel to it. Um, definitely, mm-hmm. like, more dramatic and, and tragic uh that I think is very cool leading into other superhero movies. I'm really excited to see where MCU goes with this, where um, other superhero films can kind of like stretch their legs and push the boundaries of, Mm -hmm. yes, they're super powered, but like how, what other situations can we put them in? How can we make this something fresh? Yeah. Um, I wanted to touch on like Black Panther also. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I wanted to say. I wanted that to be the last thing because it was one, it was, freaking amazing and two it's so important for many other reasons as you can imagine Mm -hmm. and i think that's also why i was so upset with infinity war because i was like black panther just came out four months ago and you're saying that he died and now and we're already like (laughs) fucking like destroying wakanda and i'm like listen okay they're not destroying wakanda but like they're all battling on the beautiful fields and i'm like god damn it we can't have (sighs) okay i am I am very excited to see where MCU goes with this post uh, post Black Panther and like with Captain Marvel coming up. I am excited to see more diversity in superhero movies. I want to see more like diverse centric films. Um, we'll see. We'll see what they have in store for us. But but yes, Black Panther was awesome. I loved it. The acting was incredible. Um, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, welcome back to comic movies. <laughs> I have not seen the Fantastic Four he was in still. But oh, that's anyway. okay. But uh, uh, and I so I work in a lab, and uh, we technically open at five a.m. to get stuff started. And ooh. when that came out, I mean, it's not as bad as you think, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that stuff started, it was a day that I opened. So I worked from five a.m. to one. And normally, you think like, oh man, like you must have been exhausted. And I was like, nope, I went straight to the movie theater and I saw it and I was like, did not want to take a potty break. I did not <laughs> want to leave at any point. I was like, this movie is amazing. I don't want it to end, even though I'm a little tired. It but also like... had a bit of a, a, a genre thing with um, like the royalty genre, I feel like. It had a lot of the um, like royalty politics in it. That was oh yeah, the um, in superhero things. I just remember the, the scene where... He, oh, I can't remember what it was, but he was he was speaking to the the ghost of his father, oh. and he, and he was you know just 
you know, in the spirit world. Yeah. And because I can't remember what the process was called. And, you know, he was speaking to him and just kind of expressing all of his insecurities about how scared he was and all that stuff. And I just remember he like kneeled in front of his father and his father told him to get up. And it was like, you need to be the king. Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, it just, it was, it's so so good and fantastic and like the all of the colors and the acting was just Mm -hmm. like i'm just so happy this movie exists it just it was so fun and especially i mean i'm saying this as as a white girl Mm -hmm. i i cannot even imagine the impact it had on african-american black kids you know they, they have a superhero to dress up for on on halloween and he's not a mm-hmm. sidekick he's you know he's the main character and just ah oh, just amazing and yeah i i, I want to go back to wakanda really bad because it was right. so good i'm really excited to see um other black panther and other uh mcu movies i i will say like i know it's this movie carries a lot of weight because of the hype for it and because it's long overdue to have like a person of color, a black man, um, be a superhero and have his own movie is just is frustrating that it's taken so long, but we'll see where this goes. Um, but I, I, I'm hesitant to mm-hmm. talk about it because I, I know uh, I'm also a white woman. So like coming at it from that place, it's, I don't feel I have enough information to, or rather experience to, to fully voice about it. But I will say that it's an amazing movie. I really enjoyed it as well. Yeah. And I just, I really hope that we get to see more things like it. Maybe more things that are unlike it, but still mm-hmm. feature like a diverse cast. Have you heard the joke about the two white guys? Uh, no, I'm nervous. What? <laughs> so, okay. So, gosh, I can't remember their names Is all of a sudden, but it's, a, you know, no, it's great. It's great. It's... <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say it because I was really excited to see a cast of mostly non-white characters. And it was really great. It was just refreshing to see it. Like, even as a white person, like, I'm sick of freaking white people all the time. (laughs) But no, the the joke was they had the guy that played Gollum. And then they had, he was the, um, the, what's his face? Like, I don't even remember his name. Uh, he had like an Andy arm Serkis. that could turn into a gun. Yeah, oh, so yeah, there was okay. that anyway. guy. There was mm-hmm. that guy, and then there was the the other guy. Oh yeah, Martin He's okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were both in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but the joke is, is that they're the no. Oh the, my god! The joke is. <laughs> the joke is they're the Tolkien white guys. <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again, because I was definitely laughing over that. I said that they were the Tolkien white guys. Yeah, I had, okay, you got me. You got me. I totally forgot, because I had heard that before, but yeah, that's pretty good. I was a little nervous, I'm not going to lie. I was like, okay, but that's fucking hilarious. (laughs) Uh. I was like, I love this movie. This movie's great. Also, what's, oh gosh, I forgot her name. The, the little sister. Shuri. Yes. She and Peter need to be friends. Yes, very I'm, badly. I'm they very need to be little tech friends. Before Infinity War came out, I know a lot of people were kind of speculating about them meeting. Infinity War doesn't give us happy things, so whatever. But I am curious to see them um, come back in uh, like other movies and hopefully interact. Uh, segue, kind of, to, I mean, ending theories where this MCU is going. 
Um, yeah, because we, we've been talking a lot, so, but it's after, okay. After Infinity War, um, after seeing the movie, I was just, like, heartbroken. I was like, oh, man, how are they gonna, like, fix this? I was most shook about uh, Gamora. We should have a Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy episode because I really, yeah, really love that. Th- those are my favorite of the MCU ones just because I think they're very fun. I really love Gamora, so her death was especially upsetting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's death was very upsetting, but but hers especially, I think it was given yeah. a lot of weight. I actually, it was very plot, uh, I actually heard that um, they chose who ended up dying in Infinity War based mm-hmm. on the reactions of other people that okay, were alive. Russo. And I was like, Rude. Wow. Rude. No, um, when, uh, when T'Challa dies and, and Okoye was just like uh, her king, it, it, was, yeah. it was just like unspeakable sadness. I'm so upset. Uh, I could just we could just have a whole episode about like Infinity War and this stuff. We really yeah, we really the, picked the worst... a big topic. I know. <laughs> Peony, but... This is such a big topic. We've talked so much. It's okay. <laughs> but, so many feelings. <laughs> but the last thing I'll say about Infinity War is I was so upset for like a month after I figured it out because I just went ahead and like spoiled myself because I already got spoiled, yeah, so I just I read up on everything. It. And then like a month later, someone was like, Oh yeah, well it's a two-parter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. So, so everyone's that. coming back. <laughs> Obviously, because this is what happens in comics. When I left the theater, I was just like, I have no idea where they're going to go after this. But then thinking about it, um, like I, I was kind of like, well, I'm still very sad about all of this stuff. But also, this is the nature of comics. We're going to retcon it. But it's interesting because this is going to be a continuation of like the Russo Brothers' vision for Infinity War Part Two. Um, whereas I feel like a lot of retconning in comics often... It often takes place when writers are angry at other writers for the shitty things they've done. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. this is some shade we're throwing. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how they bring people back in Infinity War. And also very exciting to see um, people who are fans of Marvel, but only through MCU. They get to see kind of how superhero uh, comics play with like the time stream and play with timelines and stuff because this is going to be interesting to see where it branches off from here that i also wanted to just briefly mention dr strange um i enjoyed that movie more than i thought i would i came in with really really low expectations because i'm not a huge benedict cumberbatch fan and there was a lot of cultural appropriation in that movie which felt really icky to me um yeah it was just really weird it was like why couldn't you get an actual asian it's just, they, they, borrowed, like... they borrowed a lot of asian like culture but then their yeah. representation was very weird i'm not sure anyway i love wong though i think he's awesome i also liked the villain in that movie although i was pissed that he was a villain because i wanted him to be good but uh my best and favorite character in doctor strange is capey the cape i love capey i would die for capey <laughs> very good what I find interesting about Doctor Strange, I like him when he's interacting with other characters. I am less interested in him and his own storyline. I've read a lot of different, um, a handful of different comics of characters going to meet Doctor Strange and getting advice from him, um, like the Jean Grey comics, um, Wolverine, uh, all new Wolverine, Laura goes and sees him, among other like X-Men characters. I really like Ileana's interactions with him. Anyway. And it's cool to see him interact with other characters and be in this position of like bizarre, weird uncle of magic, um, as opposed to seeing his own kind of storyline. So I think that's that's interesting. But of course, with the introduction of him, it was important to have the time turn in. We get to see 
how this kind of time stream plays in with everything. Uh, do you have upcoming theories? I have, I have a couple. <laughs> um, I don't really have theories. I just kind of looked at what was already announced and stuff. Um, um, really the only thing that I, so obviously into the Spider-Verse looks amazing. Um, mm -hmm. I'm excited on, because. Hold on, hold on. Is, is into the Spider-Verse, is that going to play in with MCU? Because I think. No, I don't think so. Okay, because that, that's that's mostly Sony. I am very excited for that, but it, it won't be directly. Yeah, I just wanted to give it a quick mention because I'm extra. We'll have and, a whole episode about it. I, I really I really want to. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it, it's just gonna be great, and like the colors are so cool, and the animation style is so neat, and I'm just really excited. But mostly, I wanted to talk about um, Captain Marvel because I didn't know that, that we were finally gonna get some scroll accent action. Yes. And we're also gonna get Kree because I um I'm not very yeah. familiar with the comics, but I know the scrolls and the and the Krees have this big ongoing fight. Yeah, but they're just will... like they're just like these little aliens that shape shift and they just pop up in every comic book. And you know we will be seeing some returning characters like Ronan the Accuser, who is Kree. He was mm -hmm. in the first Guards of the Galaxy movie, played by Lee Pace, who I love. I'm really excited. Mm -hmm. He um he confirmed that his character is gonna be coming back in the Captain Marvel movie. I'm really excited to see his role in that as well. Because I believe Captain Marvel is Kree. Is that right? Uh, I think... Let me look I don't it up think it... Bit. Yeah, I, it I, I think in some storylines, but I'm not entirely sure if it's been 100% every like canon all the way through. But I know in some storylines, at least. Um, yes, Captain... So Captain Marvel is 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 from the Kree empire but he was a man and then i think passed on the mantle to captain marvel carol danvers who we know and love yeah um what's also interesting is that captain marvel is so she's a hybrid yes because of her abilities and stuff yes do we know but that? she i mean she was born a human i mean she's human mm -hmm. but she's got like Kree abilities and the, the movie will feature um will be set in the 90s so we'll get to see her uh i i believe that's right we'll get to see mm -hmm. kind of her past leading up to this but i'm really interested sweet to see. sweet 90s I hope, see, I hope we get to see young nick fury also i would, I would love that oh. <laughs> um but what's interesting is that there's also a captain marvel in the dc universe uh also known as shazam he's gonna get his own movie next year too shazam, this is not marvel related but i'm really really excited for it have you seen the trailer no, but I will oh, watch it after this. I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you because it's 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 really fun. It has Zach Levi. Shazam is the character who um he's actually like a ten or fourteen year old kid named Billy and when he says Shazam he turns into like a yeah. superhero, like adult superhero. So they're gonna have a lot of fun. Okay, so I have something I have something funny about Nick Fury. Okay. So Samuel L. Jackson Jackson is gonna be in Captain Marvel. Yes, but what he is being digitally de-aged by twenty-five years. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Okay, okay. I'm very excited for this because in in Civil War, when we saw young Robert Downey Jr., mm -hmm. I loved those scenes. Were really, really fascinating to me because you can kind of tell that they're CG, especially if you know what they're you're looking for. But um, since the like since the the Phoenix rebirth of Robert Downey Jr., um, my family and I have we went on a vacation um, and marathoned a couple of movies of 
Robert Downey Jr. back from when he was a movie star like and very young. So he was in some mm-hmm. rom-coms. There's this one movie called Heart and Souls where he's like a boy who he was in an accident when he was like a baby and five people around him died. And then so their ghosts have kind of been haunting him his whole life. So they like help him get with the girl. It's actually very sweet, but it's just like to see his baby face so well rendered is fascinating and so I'm really I'm really curious to see Samuel L. Jackson um oh that's so exciting (laughs) that's just super funny like I still okay I still cannot get over the digital effects on Steve Rogers yeah he's all scrawny okay like it's so it's so weird to me because it looks really good (laughs) you want to know something kind of embarrassing yes when when that movie first came out um I did not know like anything about Chris Evans. I didn't really know anything about Captain America. So when I first saw that movie, I was confused because I thought that his young skinny self was who he actually was and that they digitally made him buff. And this is like me not having seen the movie. Did you think that they like filmed it and then like just started filming like six months later after he got buff? I don't, I didn't know. I I thought maybe they made him like digitally more buff, I guess. But then of course seeing the movie, he doesn't spend much of the movie skinny. So uh, that didn't make any sense. But I just remember seeing photos of Chris Evans and being like, oh, he's actually that huge okay you can obviously tell that it's cg he looks like his head's a little too big for his little tiny body but like they do a really good job and i was a fool so they got me it's just it's super funny because i i just i i crack up every time i see that scene where he comes out of the chamber and he's all buff and then like she just she just like like, instinctly starts like touching his pecs and i was just like i was like touch the boob i i i i I have a whole episode on peggy carter also because i i really enjoyed her agent carter series Mm -hmm. um, when that was out and that was just so fun to watch Mm -hmm. it was a delight yeah, and so now, we we covered a lot of ground this episode. <laughs> Maybe too much, but I had fun talking no, about this. No, this was and good. I can, I'm I, totally okay with making two episodes. I, and I, I honestly, like, I, I could talk about Marvel forever. It's like, just growing up with it, it's meant a lot to me. And it's very cool that we all kind of have this common ground of, of course, yeah, the Marvel movies. Like, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's like... I had so much fun watching them and then around I guess phase two or whatever when all the sequels were coming out like I was just tired I felt like it was a chore to keep up and I know people that actively kept up with every movie that came out but I was like dude I just like they just came out with a movie two weeks ago and now I gotta go see another one and just I felt that but um, I feel like I've gotten the the love back yeah and I I feel like I I definitely like felt a resurgence of that in Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy kind of like got me back like that was also in phase two but those definitely got me back excited um so are there any are there any movies that you want to see be made Mm -hmm. I would love to see, I said it before, but I'd love to see a Scarlet Witch movie. Um, I think now, unfortunately, it might be a little too, uh, a little too late. Um, it's definitely too late for a Black Widow movie. I'm like not interested in that at all. Yeah. But um, I'm not sure. I think I, we'll just have to see where, like what other characters are introduced, what other superheroes they pull in. I am... I'm, of course, very curious and a little trepidatious to see what they do with the X-Men now that Disney owns that property as well. 
Um, I know that they are, they are, they have announced that they are planning to pull the X-Men into things. Um, I mentioned this earlier with you uh, privately, but I'm curious to see, um, like, infamously, uh, Storm is married to T'Challa. Now they are, their marriage was annulled amicably. But I know that a lot of people feel from, like... From what I remember is that Black Panther was this guy's, like, Gary Sue. Because he wanted to marry Storm. Yes, I, I'm actually, <laughs> I so can't remember I'm actually, who he was. <laughs> yes, I am. I am reading these comics currently, so I am like, I kind of like, it's fresh in my mind. Um, I've been enjoying it so far. Um, hang on, let me look up his name real quick so I don't like butcher it. Um, I think he um, was. Um, I vaguely remember his name. Reginald Hudlin um, is the guy who did the 2005 Black Panther. That's the series. That's the run when. Uh, Black Panther marries Storm. It's also the run around the time of Civil War. Um, mm, okay. It's I have re- I've read a bit of it and I like pieces of it. I haven't gotten that far into it, but I know it's. I'm very particular about um, Storm's characterization because I think that she can be very poorly written, um, mm-hmm. or she can be like totally kick ass, and she deserves the best. So, um, yeah, th- it's it's met with a lot of. Um, controversy of over people like not liking them together but I I like them having been exes like having had a relationship I think that's an interesting um an interesting relationship as well because they can still be amicable and like they had this love but I what I don't like is that I know their relationship was retconned in that the author wrote it so um supposedly Storm and T'Challa had known each other as children and were each other's first loves and mm-hmm. also, like, uh, like took each other's like virginity, but also like weird because they were very young, and I get very, I feel very icky vibes about that. Like they were super young when they like first slept together, and I don't, I don't like that. Um, like, oh, do we need another? Right, and we don't, and we don't need them to have been like childhood friends, long, like that they've loved each other for this long. Like, it, it does, it does read a bit um, self-inserty, or rather. Uh, a little a little too self-indulgent for comics but uh that being said yeah. i know like everything is canon but also nothing is canon in terms of everything i also really love i really love nakia and uh t'challa in the movie lupita mm-hmm. nyong'o's character i think she's awesome and oh, i know yeah. she said in an interview people have asked her like well if they bring storm into the into the comics like what's what's gonna happen and lupita's like no like i'm gonna fight for my man and i'm like yeah. he's she's the cutest cute together i love them um so so that's cute. why i'm a little trepidatious about the the x-men mcu merger it's definitely gonna make things a lot more complicated in the in the time stream of things um it's also scary because disney is getting very very powerful but that's a that's a, yeah. that's a worry for another time anyway um, so that's what I'm excited about for like these upcoming projects. I'm just like really curious to can see we, where these can go. we can we talk about Mohawk Storm? Oh yeah, we like can, if you oh, agree, we, we can always talk about Mohawk Storm. I, I just want everyone to know that that was a phase and it was wonderful. And it and it exists now. Like they keep bringing her Mohawk back in in comics, which I'm super excited for. I've I've read a lot about Storm and it's very very cool because I love that she's like elegant and and she's got like like she was once a queen and she's a goddess and mm-hmm. she's a teacher and she's a professor and a headmistress but she also like is free like the wind and like 
she rocks a mohawk and she like rocks punk style and she can have this duality in her character but also still like be complete um i'm going off topic into x-men stuff now again uh god okay. damn it um okay. but in the dark phoenix movie what is a little upsetting i will say like we don't have to have this in the thing but in the dark phoenix movie what's a little upsetting is that they get rid of her mohawk i'm pretty sure um because she had her mohawk in in a pot age of apocalypse movie which i loved but and we saw what we saw in the Deadpool 2 cameo of all the students um, in the theater. Yeah, uh, I only saw them for the, a few seconds. So. Yeah, in the, not the theater, the, um, the classroom. All the students in the, in the, in the mansion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she has long hair again, which I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. come on. Stop giving her bad wigs. Like, we can make her look fashion. We can make her, we can give her, like, different hairstyles and she can rock it. Anyway. I love I will always talk about Storm, but I want to save that stuff for another episode. Thanks everyone for listening to our long-winded uh episode. I love talking about this Marvel stuff, so this has been really fun for me. <laughs> oh heck yeah. Um I wanted to mention a couple more things from uh in reference to last last episode for guilty pleasures. Um I mentioned fake dating as one of my favorite tropes. And recently, um, this is kind of like recent news, um, the book To All the Boys I've Loved Before was recently made into a Netflix movie. Um, it's by Jenny Han and I love this series. It's a young adult I series. I thought of there. you. Yes, there are. I was I, like, I should I tell her? Oh, I've she already knows. I've been tweeting a lot about it because I've actually been following it since the, since the movie was announced. And I'm so... I'm so happy because it's been getting a lot of great press and like a lot of like great reviews and people are talking about how like it's had a hand in reviving the rom-com genre which we were talking about in guilty pleasures so i'm just like how fortuitous how awesome um but to all the boys i've loved before is a great book series um i'm in the middle of the third book right now but the first one is one of my favorites i've read it a couple times and it has a fake dating trope in it so if you wanted to find something that is a uh, original work of literature and it's canon and they date they date fake and then hey maybe they get together i don't know watch the movie read the book uh jenny han's writing is awesome i can't like express my love for her enough um, yeah because when you were bringing that up i only heard about that trope and fanfics mm -hmm, so yeah. i couldn't think of a real life mm -hmm. example and it, it hadn't been on my mind so i wasn't thinking about it but once it, it just came out last weekend um or this past I guess it was a little less than a week ago. So I remembered and I was like, how have I, how could I forget? I love this. Um, uh, kind of in that vein, uh, I also talked about uh, fashion montage tropes, which I love. And um, I briefly mentioned the movie Crazy Rich Asians last episode. That was before it had come out and it came out recently. And I work at a movie theater, so I got to see an advanced like, screening and it was awesome the day before um i loved it they also have a fashion montage scene where she gets dressed up oh, for the big party it's like yes and these movies of course are like really important too in terms of like diversity and reviving the rom-com genre and we get to see like different people and like different cultures in big hollywood productions um netflix maybe a little less so because it's not so much a big hollywood production but um it's very cool that like i'm very excited to see where uh Kind of the rom-com genre goes from here but this is all to say those are very great i recommend them now it's kind of that was all the housekeeping i had thanks for listening to our marvel episode
Yes, it was a long journey, <laughs> but we came out <laughs> unscathed. Yes. yes. And full of feelings. Yes. And maybe one day we'll get all of our thoughts into into order, but I not this day. I would definitely be down for talking about it more, but it's just it's with a topic like this, it's so hard not to get on tangents. We bit off a lot, uh, and we we tried to chew it. So, but I I like to think that I I like to think that this is kind of an intro because I know that we will have future episodes on certain Marvel series, and so this is just a good intro of and I love brain vomit. I love talking kind of general general brain nerdy vomit <laughs> with well <me. laughs> that's why we're here to make all of your dreams come true <laughs> so you mentioned this but what are we talking about next episode uh, uh next episode we're gonna be talking about buffy because we uh we both kind of grew up with it me a little a little later uh, as the 90s baby it was a very like, 90s topic <laughs> and it mm-hmm. changed a lot of future not yeah, changed. It, it, definitely... it, it opened the door for a lot of different stuff mm-hmm. that is um, very obviously influenced by buffy and uh, it's particularly just, it around the quote-unquote strong female characters and stuff and it's uh, it'll be interesting to talk about and see um how buffy has changed because i think it's valuable for its time but um, the times have changed a lot. And I think I, I want the genre um, and female characters to continue growing and, and changing. So sometimes things hold us back a bit. Um, also, interesting enough, uh, they're rebooting Buffy. So we'll talk a little bit about the news oh, on yeah, that as well. That's true. Yeah. Maybe we'll find out a little bit more, but probably not. But hopefully, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that was all the stuff announcements we had to say. So Yep. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. We will see you on the flip side. All right, I'm Peony. And I'm Caro. And this has been Generation Fangirl. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.